What does it mean to be completely healthy? Welcome to the podcast where you'll find encouraging stories to help us focus on all layers of our health, the mental, the physical, the emotional, the spiritual. I'm Monica Patton, and these are the parts of us. Friendships can be some of our most influential relationships. So why can they be so complicated or hard to find, especially as adults? I sit down again with Daphne Simpson, therapist of Little River Counseling, to discuss friendships. This conversation is a little different than other episodes, less interview style, more like an authentic discussion between friends. We talk about why we all need connection, some lessons we've learned about friendship from personal experience, and some creative ways to incorporate time for friends in our busy lives. I hope you leave feeling inspired to find some new friends while appreciating your old ones. Daphne, thank you for coming back. Glad you asked me to come back. So you were here a few episodes back. I'll have to look and we'll reference that. Discussing, I guess, more your professional background, and and we we discussed several topics. It was a really, really good one. So I would recommend uh, listeners going back and listen to that one. But today, this one's going to look a little different and okay. sound a little different. Not look, maybe sound. Okay. Um, I really have been noticing sort of a trend. A lot of conversations. I think specifically since COVID, but I think it was a problem before that. The isolation, connection problem, friendships. Yep. Okay. Especially maybe as adults, but I mean, I I know kids struggle with it as well. I don't think it just is adults, but I really wanted us to hone in talking about adult friendships. Okay. As two women. Not just professionals. We are both therapists. Okay. And we'll get into that later, maybe at some point. <laughs> but I really want us to have an authentic conversation. And it really was based from meeting a, a few weeks ago. We had coffee. Yep. And we, we were, got out of our comfort zone. That's true. We got out of our comfort zone, which I think I initiated. You did. You asked me to go and, and yeah. talk about stuff. So, yeah. yeah. Because I really I felt like we had... Good conversation from the last time, and I really wanted to follow up with another episode. I just didn't know what, and so in through that conversation, that meeting, we kind of inadvertently landed on friendships. Yep, adult friendships. How do you make them? How do you? Yes. How do you connect with people? Yes, because we've had our own struggles with it. Absolutely, and I think a lot of people do, whether we admit it or not. So. Let's get going on that. So let me just start the conversation and we're just going to kind of just throw out a question, topic, you know, just go with it. Okay. So let's start by why do you think, why do we think that it is difficult, specifically as adults, to get, maintain friendships? I think that's multifaceted, but I will say one of the big things that I think has contributed to it now is community. So our communities have changed. So we're not necessarily in a small town depending on Aunt Susan or my friend Sherry to help out with the kids, or um, we don't necessarily go and have our lives centered around a certain spiritual topic or not topic, but aspect. Um, And so I just think community in general has changed. Um, So that has led to some estrangement in relationships and made it more difficult. Um, And I also think people's willingness to be intentional about friendships is a struggle because of time. Um, And so I think if it's not just coming easily through these connections, through the community, then we're going to have to be intentional to build them. I think that's a struggle. I do think it's a struggle. And I also think that you can be a part of a community and still be lonely and still, be lonely. And still not have friendships. Yes, 100%. So I think that's another aspect of it is it's like you can truly, and which I think is maybe the saddest lonely feeling, is when you are 
whether in a relationship, a partner, a friendship, in some kind of organization, community, like you said, whatever. And you expect for it just to come. Yeah. Yeah. Just organically come. Some of that, I think, is from childhood, quite honestly. Because when we're in school, we just are with peers, you know, five days a week. And we just organically created friendships, right? And then we graduate and we have to have adult friendships. And it's not organic anymore. It takes intention because we're not around these people 40 hours a week. Yeah. Exactly. And I think it's it's really as we get adult as we become like older and adults, I think there's a part I know for me and I've, I've in conversations with other people, there's almost some shame around it where it's like, oh, like or maybe embarrassment, like I'm gonna come seek you out because I don't have enough friends. Or like maybe you're scared about how they may take how that. that's going to be perceived perceived yes perception do you think that's an issue i think that's an issue and i think there's a comparison aspect of it as believing everybody else has friends and everybody else has connection and i'm yes. lonely therefore i feel really awkward saying hey guess what i need y'all to invite me to things or would you like to go to coffee or just putting yourself out there is very uncomfortable yes i have learned to be an initiator i have not always been and I think I had so many years of staying at home that I was forced to, if I was going to have connection, I had to make that connection. So I have become better at that. I have some friends that depend on me, I think, to be the initiator. How's that? Now? Yeah. Like, does it get to where you feel like, well, nobody's asking me? <laughs> at times. But I also feel like my friends have maybe become better at that. Um, and I'm not going to name names <laughs> <laughs> because actually what's funny is I've had several people say you're, you, you're so good at like putting things together right. and making so that's things my fun. gift. It's my gift. And I realize that now, and maybe that was just, I'm not sure if I've always had that gift or maybe I just kind of honed it a bit. Developed it out of necessity. Yes. And so I will say I'm not angry about it. I'm not mad at any one person. <laughs> Friends, I'm not talking about anybody. But I've just learned that I, um, I think I prioritize that because I know I need it. Yeah. yeah. And it's just, it's, and that's the thing about, to me, about a friendship specifically, there's just nothing like it. Good, quality, authentic connection. Do you agree? Yeah, I think we all hunger for that, um, that we need connection and we need to feel understood and seen. You know, we talk about safe, secure and seen. So when you don't feel like you're in, you're being seen or in a safe or secure environment to be seen, um, I think that contributes to loneliness. Yes. But to be seen, first of all, we have to be vulnerable. We have to initiate. We have to try. And that's really hard for some people to, st to start off with. So I'm going to tell a crazy story. So when I was in college, I broke up with my high school boyfriend and um, we ended up, I broke up with all my friends, right? So I'm a sophomore at Auburn. I don't know anybody. And I'm like, what am I going to do? You know, because everybody kind of made the friends at the beginning of freshman year and I come in and um, I was involved. My mother had really wanted me to get involved with this church organization. And I literally went over there one Saturday. I'll never forget it. They're all watching TV. And I was like, I need y'all to be my friends. <laughs> <laughs> I love and that. And they're all just like sitting there. I mean, what are they going to say? No, right? I mean, they're like, come, okay. come watch the original Little Mermaid with us. <laughs> so that was literally where I made some of my best friends in college. Was I just absolutely put myself out there. And it was so uncomfortable and so scary and they thought it was weird too but it ended up becoming some of my best friends my lifelong friends so working through the awkwardness which we all have to learn to do for a lot of things yeah and maybe not that awkward <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty awkward and brave though really for that age maybe desperate monica maybe. Maybe. <laughs> but you know what you were and that's okay like, no. I think I think we all are desperate at times and you don't want to say, hey, I'm desperate, but I want friends or I think we could be good friends. I think this, too. Friendship is no different than a partnership, an intimate partnership. We have to date people. Yes. 
I agree with that. You have to try people on and see if they're a good fit. And it doesn't always, like, friendships don't always work. Yeah. Right? Yeah. How do we, how do you, Have you ever had to break up with a friend? Is that too deep for this? Uh, no, it's not too deep. I think I've never, and I'm not saying this is good. I don't think I've ever had that conversation, which I will say I have regrets of maybe not handling it better in the past of like it just it was a seasonal yeah friendship or you know we just kind of follow different paths and different life phases and maybe some other reasons yeah and just like you know maybe i'm changing they're changing apart grew apart and it's fine it's um but there are seasonal friends there are and i think accepting that as well as when there is kind of a grow apart or we're not connecting as much letting that go instead of trying to hang on to it with your fingertips yes and i think that's hard i think that's really hard i think it is uh because you can love someone always and forever and it's just we're you're you're not going to be my every day you're not going to be my go-to you're not my little maybe tight network we're still we kind of become like close friends to acquaintances yeah facebook friends Facebook friends. Which, I mean, I love that. I love watching people that I did life with 10, 15 years ago and seeing what their kids look like or what they're into or how they're doing. And we might connect every so often. So I think that's one of the gifts of social media is that I still get to see what's happening with you, even though our lives don't connect the way they used to. I agree. So I do think that's a a plus of social media. I do, too. And I think, yeah, it's just sort of dropping the guilt of, you know, I've always been amazed by some people that have this little group of friends that they started when they were 10 years old or something and they're still friends and they're still besties and there's not really another new person in that situation and i used to think because i don't really have that yeah from that far back yeah um people i'm friendly towards and you know kind of going back to the whole facebook thing but i don't think that's true i don't know i I don't think that's a true experience for a lot of people. And I'm going to be honest. I feel like if you've never added some friendships over the years, I'm I'm wondering, have you changed at all? Have they changed? Is that normal? Is it not normal? I don't know. I would agree that that's the exception, not the rule, as far as having that close-knit group of friends mm-hmm. your whole entire life. And especially if you're not adding anybody to it. Um, but I know that, you know... When you, that's where you, like I said, that it's forced on you to have friendships. And so these five people that I really connected to and that old friend, as far as we did life together, especially if we went to the same school or we got married at the same time and we had babies at the same time and yes. we did the yeah. same type of careers. I mean, then, yeah, I could see it lasting for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's when life starts to not be in sync. I think that it's harder to maintain those those relationships. I think so, too. And... Friendships to me is a little bit like caring for yourself. It becomes something that sounds like a luxury. I don't have time for that. Going back to what you said, the busy the busy factor, which people love to glorify how busy they are, <laughs> and they just don't have time for all that stuff. Yeah, I mean that that being intentional with friendship. And I mean, having to pour into it just like you would any relationship. If it was your spouse, you're like, we have to have date night. Well, I mean, and that's the thing that I see and that I hear about friendships is that, oh, well, we get together once a month for book club or we get together once a month to have coffee or, you know, and once a month, that's great that you still have that connection, but that's not, it's not enough. Um, I don't think it's enough. I think that's okay. That is a good connection to have. It doesn't mean that we're dismissing that connection but there needs to be closer connections in your life than that is that what you're yeah that's what i'm trying to say okay yeah because i mean i think you know we we've talked a little bit before this just about how most people have like really one to three really close friends um but then you start ending up with friendships and acquaintances and and this type of thing and there's more vulnerability when you have those really close friendships um, so how vulnerable I'm willing to be with you is probably how close we're going to be. Actually, you know what? When I first 
graduated again from college. These are some formative years as far as friendships for me. Um, I moved to a town, didn't know anyone, and I ended up with all these really needy people in my life. Mm-hmm. And I actually went to a therapist and I'm like, I've got all these needy people in my life. And she said, you're not turning the therapist off. And she said, you're just listening. You're doing active listening. You're not sharing your stuff. And you've ended up with all these people who love that and are attracted to that. That's not what friendship is. Friendship is equal sharing. And that really, honestly, I think I saw her once or twice. And that was what I needed. Ooh, that was some good advice. Yeah, I mean, it? that was what I needed. So then we moved on. And that's. I'm glad I got some of those boundaries early on because I think it helped. Yeah. Well, I kind of feel like I was, I had those kind of, friendships when I was younger even younger like like much younger oh yeah where someone was like very troubled and yes yes yeah so that's some issues I've had to work on yeah okay I'm not gonna blame you know like say I'm victim of all these (laughs) these many people but um yeah that's something I've learned in time is um first of all I only have so much emotional energy to care for myself well care for my family well and with a few, like you said, close friendships, which I think the one to three, I almost think that you, I don't know. I mean, how many you can, I guess maybe people are different, but I've got several friends that I, I would say that I stay very in very good contact. But to keep that, once again, that's emotional energy. Mm-hmm. I mean, when they're going through hard times and when they're getting real with you and you're getting, I mean, it's, it's something that you got to be willing to invest in. I mean, equally invest in. Yeah. Yeah. To see the benefit, don't you think? Yeah. I'm I'm thinking about like my oldest friend who's been with me. We grew up together, you know, and we don't connect as often as I would want to. But when we do connect, it's just like we just go mm-hmm. right back. Just pick that. And yeah. I mean, I, when um, we talked about um, we read that book, The Life Council, and it talked about the old friend, the one that's seen you go through several developmental stages. And then was another type of friend that's like the come and grab your Kindle and burn your journals. Yes. And like after I read that, I like met with her and I'm like, okay, you're these two, you know. Was that the password protector? Yes. Oh, okay. I was like, you're these two categories. And I'm like, if I happen to die, this is what you do. You come and you get my Kindle and you immediately yes. burn every Wait, journal I'll- I have. And I was like, I'll let my husband know too. So I'll let you have all these things. I love that. Well, and Speaking of that that book, The Life Council by Laura Tremaine, highly recommended. I feel like it was really, I don't know, it opened my eyes to sometimes you can forget about the, or maybe not realize the role that some people have played in your life and are playing. And so I think for me, um, she's not saying you've got to have all these certain friends right now, but just over your period of life, what she has learned, how they have, how it has served her and helped her and helped her friends. And I just think it's important to acknowledge what certain people do for you and don't make the one friend try to do all those all things. All the things, yes. Right? Yes. And I, I think I've been guilty about expecting this friend to meet all the needs. And mm-hmm. they can't, you know? And I mean, like, I can't meet other people all the needs. Um, but I, yeah, I agree with that. And I like how she broke it down, but you could have one person that meets several of the needs. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's interesting to look at. Do you have a, you've got yeah, a list I've with got you. the list. Run over that list. Just, um, let's see. Briefly. It was the daily duty friend. That's someone who's going to come over and just bring you your shampoo that you love and just come in your house and fix the water and doesn't you know, ask go do okay. errands yeah. with you. The old friend who's seen you go through developmental changes the business bestie, that's from a work, you know, I think of it as trauma bonding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, the fellow obsessive, that would be like your hobby friend. Um, the battle buddy, that's someone who's been with you when you've gone through something really difficult. The yes friend, that's the person that's going to do anything, anytime. Yes, we'll go. Um, the mentor, that's someone you're going to look up to. Um, the password protector, that's the one that's going to come and <laughs> Destroy all, all the, the evidence. <laughs> um, the empty chair. And I like that, that, you know, you're just going to leave a space for somebody to come into um, the new friend and the soul sister. And I guess, I, you know, like I said, I put several of those together, like old friend and soul sister. I, I see those kind of as as same. Um, so I felt like multiple. I can't see me having 10 people that meet those needs. And I don't think that's what she was trying no. to say. No. But no. yeah, so that was that was her list. Well, 
it, that book just made me think, um, she was very real in that book, just about just sort of her, her struggles uh, with friends and how, you know, there's, there's going to be ups and downs with it, just like any other relationship. But it left me with thinking, why, I, specifically with women, I feel like I'd like to talk to um, or about. Why do we not, um, other than the busyness, you know, what what stops us, you think? I think vulnerability. I think so, too. Okay. I think so, too. Yeah. Um, haven't you been around people that, you know, whether it's like a small group, a, you know, a really maybe, um, I mean, maybe you would say, like, hopefully be a safe group where... I'm pretty open, generally. And so I'm going to be telling my things. Of course, I have boundaries, but um, and I've worked on that. <laughs> um, and then you got the, someone that sits there and says hardly anything. Yeah. And I'll just say how th- I'm not going to assume anything from this person. Sure. And I'm not in their mind, but it makes me feel unsafe because I feel like, okay, I'm expressing all of this information about yeah. myself and why are you clammed up? Yeah. And I mean, I think some people are just made that way. They, you yes. know, they just play things closer. But I think that when you, when you put something out there and you, you have that feeling of, Oh, that was not well received <laughs> or nobody else has experienced that apparently. Or, Oh, I should have said that. Like, it's one of those, like, I need it. Like, why did I go there? <laughs> Did that just come out of my mouth? <laughs> Wanted to go there. Because that happens to me a lot. Is like, okay, what? Man, I shouldn't have said that. Maybe that was too much. But I think maybe just giving people a break. Like you said, some people, that's their personality. Um, but I'm I'm going to I'm gonna struggle getting close to you if you are never open with me yeah. about your real life. Yeah. You know? Because, I mean, that that to me, I agree that you do not feel secure. If I, if I, and I mean, that's how we build friendships. I looked for this everywhere on the internet and I read it forever ago, but it was like, it was like stages of friendship. And it was like, the first one was, hi, how are you? I'm Daphne. And the second one was, hi, will you do, you know, something for me? And then the third one was, um, you know, asking for a favor and then sharing a deep, dark secret. I mean, it was like these, you know, moving from acquaintance to friendship. And so I think when you are a more genuine, authentic person, which I think both of us kind of mm-hmm. land there, um, it's easier to go deeper quicker. Oh, I can go deep real quick. <laughs> <laughs> and so some people, I think, are very uncomfortable with yeah. that. Yeah. And it would take them a lot to get there. Right. But you're right. If I share something from my heart and I read the room as someone just looked at somebody else, like I'm going to shut down quick because I'm like that they're not there or I don't fit this or and that right. is a very uncomfortable feeling. It is. And so maybe it's not the right group for you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's okay too. Or maybe you, know? you jumped ahead three steps. And and maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we were only at the will you will you get my mail stage yeah. <laughs> and I told you all about. And maybe I've done that and maybe not. <laughs> but um yeah, just yeah, and that I think that's good advice actually with a partner or friends is is to like you said, learn to read the room, not to go maybe too deep, too quick, possibly, or learn kind of take some time discerning who that person or that group you know you kind of get the vibe that they would yeah. want to go deeper and I think you know? those groups can be developed over I do time too. I do you know too. I, I, I do think too. it doesn't have to start out as you know so I think I think that can be developed um and you know when you look at like group therapy you don't want more than 10 people in the group because that shuts down people talking yes. um and so having a smaller close-knit group and i think that's where we get to one to three or five to ten and you know that um that's just easier so that okay so the one to three let's talk about that for a little bit um there's different connections level of connections i think we all need and i mean there's tons of research behind it. Lots of people, experts have talked about it. Just how, like you said, we need the broader community mm-hmm. um, that we're connected with. And that would look like um, maybe a church or a civic organization or name some other things that that might 
the the bra like a, a bigger a set, like hobby groups hobby groups one. yeah yes yeah so a bigger group okay and then I feel like you've got a got a tier underneath that that would be acquaintances mm-hmm. um and I feel like I have read like we can maybe have no more than. 50 acquaintances does that make sense does that sound like that sounds like a lot mm-hmm. i don't think that's a lot i I, I mean like personally i would say i have a ton of acquaintances. like i have a bunch of people that i'll see them in a room and they'd come over and hug me and hey daphne how are you but yeah we're not i guess i'm thinking acquaintances more like not so much people that i know or know me and maybe i'm thinking of it wrong but Someone that I still might randomly text, okay? Yeah, or like, okay. We, we might randomly, what would you think figures, like, wise? Like, I feel like there is a tier of people that I would say I am friends with. Yeah. Okay? But they don't know all my stuff. Yeah. Like, generally, like, all the time. I don't know how many that, I mean, I, I would say 25, 15, 15, yeah. 25, maybe. I don't know. I'm just guessing. That's kind of what I'm thinking. And then you've got, like, the smaller, more everyday daily duty friend kind of some of those friends you're talking about the password protector the ones that know your house yeah know you and yeah, no one's ever gonna know my house <laughs> <laughs> well they gotta know where to where your stuff's where at like the stuff? journals <laughs> but that was when i was reading that book it was like daily duty friend i was like yeah i don't i don't have that i, I mean that's something i think i would like i would like someone to be like hey let's mm-hmm. go run errands together mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. i think that would be cool but yeah, that would take some authenticity and genuineness on my part for you to see how messy my house is. Okay. Yeah, so do you think a lot of people are like you that don't have the daily duty friend? Um, I think people that have that are very lucky, and I would think that that would be the more rare friend, just the person mm-hmm. that comes over and lets himself into the house and comes and sits on the couch and... Takes their shoes off yeah, and just, you know gonna what turn on turn on your tv to what they want to watch you know right. i mean i think that is awesome um but i think that will probably be rare I, you know i don't know i think we talked about the hours like we have both read about yeah. how many hours it takes to get that really close friend i think about i do have friends like that but how many years and time with these people it has taken me to get there yeah yeah so i would say don't give up no, I mean, I think, you know, and there's with me, there's been barriers with friendship as far as working out of town, yeah. coming, you know, moving here mm-hmm. and not knowing anybody. And then as a therapist, I mean, that that causes problems being a therapist in a small town. Um, but then the the hours, I'm guilty of that, you know, as mm-hmm. far as um, and, and when we I was thinking about the hours. I did this training in Arkansas where I was with this group of women where we we literally lived together for a week. Okay. And you want to talk about bonding quickly, you know, yeah. strangers and all yeah. of a sudden, you know, you're in my house and, and we're sharing rooms. Um, and then we're doing sand trays, of course, on these deep, heavy subjects. And you're having to go pretty thick, qu- pretty quickly, authentically. Yeah. Um, and those have ended up being really good friends. Um, but it took time. And it took openness and it took vulnerability. And then we ended up kind of making some pretty strong connections there. So that could happen professionally. That could happen um, just go on vacation sure. with a, another family, a friend, however, a group of girlfriends. I think that can speed up the process. Yes. And we've yeah. had to be intentional about keeping that friendship because mm-hmm. everybody lives far off. Right. Mm-hmm. So we have had to do Zoom meeting and we chat on Messenger and all that kind of stuff. But yeah. yeah, I think like if you had a group and you're like, hey, we're going to go to the beach and spend a week together, you have to be kind of authentic in that so, situation. The, you know, it's kind of ha- it's sort of hard to hide the the good, bad and ugly yeah. when you're with when you're with people for a week. And that's fine. Like, that's good. But that I think that would, they see all that would create intimacy. It does. Mm-hmm. It does. So I think kind of what we're saying is learning to and I don't feel like you should bring the barrier, the wall down for just anyone. That's not safe. We know that. So taking time to, you know, I feel like give people a chance. Um, And maybe some people that may be very different from you or maybe they're very similar to you. Mm -hmm. That's something I've learned too over the years is I can be very drawn to, like you said, you know, like, okay, so we can go do it quick. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm like, you know, I want all my friends to, you know, I want to be able mm-hmm. to like talk like all the things with mm-hmm. them. Okay. But I 
also have friends that I don't do that with. Yeah. That I get some other, there's some other advantages and benefits to those friends that are not what I would call chit-chatty girl. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was I was thinking about like the mentor. You yeah. Know? yeah. I mean, like I've definitely had those women in my life that have been there for me that have like, that probably don't know all the pieces of me, but I have leaned on heavily as far as um, learning how to be a woman or just, just general, I don't know, even um, how to be a counselor, a professional, you know, the just people I can lean on. Yeah. And I think that's, I think that's huge. I think we all, we all need that. I think also too, I, I'm, I feel like I'm in this stage where I'm, I'm definitely middle age. Okay. And I feel more drawn to, um, I'm, I'm never going to stop wanting to learn from people that are older and wiser sure. and more experienced than me. Like, that's just my personality. Okay. But I, I think I'm in the stage where you're becoming the wise one. I feel like I'm becoming, <laughs> I, not about everything. No, okay. I love that. So, you know, and I told these girls that I was probably going to bring them up, but I've got this small group that I met with and we added a woman that's 25 years old. And I, I, love, I love it so much. I mean, I feel like she's brought so much to the group and she's just in a different stage of life. And there's a lot of different stages of life in that group. But I'm just so excited that we brought somebody in and, and I think it's it's been beneficial to her, but it's been beneficial to me. Just absolutely. Yeah. So absolutely. It's, it's, that was a good move on on everybody's part. Not making... Uh, so many of our, I feel like, clubs, subgroups, whatever, uh, life stage, you tend to end up with the same people, like, kind of where you're at. And that's great. I think we need that 100%. But I feel like we always need somebody to step ahead. And we need somebody behind us. Yeah. Because we ha- we all have things to learn. Yeah. And that 25-year-old, oh, my gosh, like, you think about how smart a 25. I mean, there's so much that she, everybody has wisdom to give. Sure. I feel like. Sure. And I mean, like, I think, I, like I said, I think that's been a, a really good move. Um, but the other thing is, as adults, I think we do end up with friends from different generations. I mean, I just, I've had friends that were in their 60s, and I've had mm-hmm. friends that were 30, um, you know, not too many that are exactly my age and exactly my life stage. Now, I do think that's a challenge, too, though, because... I will say with me, um, my stepson graduated, I was like 40. So we like did not have kids in the house at 40, which is awesome because you get to travel and you don't have all those. But it's also a challenge in that I'm not going to the ball field. Which is where a lot of people where I'm at right now, we see like that kind of goes back to sort of that school idea. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we're not going to we're not personally going to school, but I'm going to all these events Mm -hmm. that some other people and I have made some really good friends Mm -hmm. that way. Yeah. Um, you could lose them, and I'm totally aware of that, and I've seen that when those kids graduate. Yep. Unless you develop some intentionality of connection outside of your children. Yes. Yes. And you know the other piece. I mean, this is. I felt like maybe I'm talking too much about nope. myself. Um, but I know that there was a time with a small group that I said, "Invite me to your kids' stuff." Okay. Good. I'm glad you said that. Why did you say that? Why'd because I was not going. I wasn't getting the social opportunity because I wasn't at the ball field or I wasn't going to the birthday party or I wasn't being invited to the Cub Scout meeting or the camp out or whatever. And so I said, y'all ask me to, I will go. I will go watch the kids. I will enjoy it because like I'm really getting into more grandparent age and that hasn't happened. So let me be a part of this us bond, but also let me watch your kids. I mean, like that's enjoyable. You know, because I feel like I'm. I'm glad you said that because the assumption, because I, that's the stage I'm still at. I mean, we're in kind of you're you're in an empty nest, and like you said, you are a younger empty nest. Yes. Okay, I still have kids in the home. Okay, so my assumption would be that you would not want to come to my kids' games because. Sometimes I don't want to go. Yeah. And why would I think somebody else that has, you know, doesn't That's have... exactly what I was hit with. It was like, I would never think in a million years you would want, because I don't want to go. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I, I think that that it was just shock that I would even say that. And then I started getting schedules. And I'm not saying I go to all of them. 
but I do go to some of them. I love that. Yeah. So that was, you know, and, and I think that's something that me and these girls are still working on. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, because I'm going to pick the ball game that's not 30 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look, you have the option of which one or if you're just in the mood for that. You know, that how bad do I need this? Yeah. <laughs> Well, and also it's probably so much more enjoyable. You don't have a dog in the fight, right? So you're just there to like kind of, you know, the, like I have you to said, be careful who I cheer for. Because I'm like, that was a good hit. And they're like, Daphne. You want to cheer for everybody. So I feel like that's a way that you could get to the daily duty friend mm-hmm. is doing those kind of things. Like you said, r- like running errands. We don't like to run errands, right? But like if you say, hey, you know what? It'd make, it would make it more enjoyable to run to Walmart together Go get something to eat or whatever. Do something that maybe is maybe, you know, go to the game that but like, any, any of that. Right? I feel like so much of our social um, interactions now are, hey, let's go out to eat. I mean, like how often I think is right. it? Yeah. It's, I mean, like I know culturally yeah. we're centered around food, but like that has become the thing is like, you know, but like I have friends that walk every morning with another friend. And I mean, that's that's their thing. And that's where they connect and that's where they talk. But a lot of things like as far as, hey, let's go run errands or, you know, these other activities that are just more mundane. I don't think we even consider asking somebody else to go do it with I us. I think that's a missed opportunity lots of times. I agree. So because it's always like, oh, I've got all these errands to do. I don't have time for lunch. And so then once you say that, there's your, mm-hmm. you know, here's the invitation. And, and I'm having to give a no because I got the, all these other mm-hmm. things to do. So note to self is, hey, come along with me mm-hmm. or I'll come with you. Yeah. And I, maybe I've done that at some point, probably uh, not as often as. But that's I think that's a good way to incorporate thinking about our busy lives and our schedules of, yeah, go do the things together that you both kind of have to do. Yeah. But you can do it together. Yeah. I, I think that that is a good opportunity as well. Um, as far as because we are busy, we do have busy yes. lives. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we are raising children. We have oper- you know, um, obligations. Um, but but where can we fit people in? And it doesn't have to look like this. Tr- I don't know. It's like this idea of friendship that we're comparing it, to. I think so too. And something I've learned, far as preference for myself, is I am less interested in big gatherings social gatherings (laughs) I'm not sure I was maybe I was more interested when I was younger I don't know if that's an age thing or just where I'm at I have no idea um and so I think learning where you feel most comfortable and I want more I know I want more quality conversation Mm -hmm. than uh less like surface level but although sometimes you need that too like I mean, I can't be in deep conversation every day. And I'm, you know, find that yes friend, find that fun friend. Yeah. Um, just sort of learning like what maybe what you need that day or that time. I think we could use all of it. Yeah, no, I agree. Those are good ideas. Yeah. So something she mentioned in this book, going back to the Life Council. This is going to people are going to have different thoughts on this, okay. but I think. Um, she mentions how she is married and how, I mean, I think she has a good marriage. I don't remember specifically what she says about it, but how she had learned the longer she had been married that he could not be just like, once again, going back to her everything and the person to tell all her secrets and sadness and stress to um, that she had learned to sort of divvy that up yeah. with some friendships that were better at, I guess, you know, discussing those issues with. And I fully agree. Yeah, I do. I think, and I think as women, we're kind of guilty sometimes of expecting our husband to meet all of those needs. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're just a person, you know, Um and quite honestly, they might not be interested in all of the things that we're interested in. Well, no, because are we always interested in everything they're interested no, in? No, gosh, no. <laughs> and, and I think that's okay and normal. And I feel like that was just a really important, I feel like maybe something that is not discussed often enough because we know all the people that, you know, marriage is hard. 
that's another, you know, that is a hard relationship to navigate at times. And I feel like part of it, and that's just, this is, I have felt this myself in my own relationship and have seen it in friends and their husbands, partners, whatever. Um, the expectation is so high that let's drop that and see what they are good at and yeah. where they where they can feed into you. But I do believe for me to be my healthiest self is yes, I've got that I've got that marriage and I'm thankful for it. And he's good at a lot of things. But that's where I'm plugging in some of these. I've got these other people in my life that maybe I do other things with. Yeah. And yeah. that's just, I feel more whole that way. No, I think I think that is whole. I think we have a very romantic idea of relationships in general, yeah. friendships and mar- partnership, marriage. Um, and I think early on getting married, I think I definitely expected him to meet all the things. But I mean, he, he doesn't care what book I'm reading. You know, he's really glad that I'm reading the book and that I'm enjoying it and that I'm happy. Um, but he really doesn't care about the content of that. Right. Um, and so I need book club people, you know, that exactly. I'm going to talk about books with. Um, so I've developed that because that's a niche that I need in my life. So I just think that some maybe people, individuals figure it out a little earlier. But like you said, maybe just the betting of friendships, the bedding of marriages or whatever relationship it is, is just learning what works for you. And that may look different for everybody. I mean, just I think what we're trying to say is don't put all your eggs in one basket. Yeah. Does that make sense? No, I agree. I agree. And I think don't be afraid to ask for what you need. And and yes. if it's if it's met with I can't give that, then there's no that's not bad. It's just they don't have that to give. And so maybe I need to look somewhere different. I've heard, um, I think you're a Brene Brown fan like me, but I've heard her say with her husband that they have this thing where they give a percentage of what they got. I thought that to was give amazing. That, that <laughs> it's like, I've got, I ain't got nothing. Okay. Or I've got, I've 25%. got 25%. <laughs> and he's like, I've got 75. And they're like, okay, we're good. And if it's like a 20 and a 25, they sit down and they say, okay, what do we need to do to make this work today? Is that not so healthy? I thought that was amazing. And, and I still have not incorporated that, but I'm going to, I think. I might throw it out there, but I don't know <laughs> how it's going to be received. <laughs> you're like, Daphne, you're always a 25. <laughs> but there again, just, I think that's stating what you need and also saying like, hey, maybe I'm struggling today or I am stress to the max and this is not instead of i'm going to yell at you or i'm going to shut down and it's just once again just be vulnerable mm-hmm. being open with this is where i'm at yep this is what i got today this is what i've got and i really think once again that can happen with friendships as well that sometimes you know we're expecting this friend uh, maybe to you know, be our go-to, and she is having a really hard mm-hmm. time right now, and it's a really hard season. And maybe have that conversation of like, "Are you okay?" or "What's going on?" So, you know, I just think that we well, can work on a lot of assumptions. Yeah, I mean, I, I wonder, I wonder if it'd be too much. And I mean, I hate using too much because, like, we uh, so many people feel like they're too, too much, much yeah. and I don't like that. Yeah. But I mean, if if it was to just be a check-in and be like, hey, am I being too needy right now? I mean, do I need to back off and maybe look for some other friendships as well? Um, that's a pretty raw conversation. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, because they might take that like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how. I don't know either. But I just I know that there's there's times when I have definitely felt like, okay, I'm needing a lot and I don't know that they have that to give and I need to give some grace there. Yes. And and, and yeah. just accept that that's what they have to offer right now. And also, if I'm going through a really hard time. Yes. That I am open with those close friends or those people in my life that I feel like do depend on me and I want them to, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but like, hey, this is what's, and that goes back to, that's why we got to be authentic. That's why we got to be vulnerable. So I think there's more grace when we know mm-hmm. what's what's going on. When we know them. what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to just touch for a minute on the, the loneliness epidemic. I was really struck by an article by the Surgeon General. That's one of his 
top issues that um, that he's really concerned about priorities, if you will. Um, I think social isolation is not looked at as seriously, and I, I'm I'm glad to hear. That, I mean, that we have got a doctor that is seeing. All the things that are physically the connection to physical health was like really interesting oh, it's to huge. me. Yeah, it's huge, and I would recommend. I don't. I think you can just go to his website, right? I um, wrote it down. Twenty nine. No, I wrote it down somewhere. But I don't know where it is. Um, but look our at epidemic the top- of loneliness and isolation. Twenty twenty three. Our epidemic of loneliness and isolation was the name of the article. Yes. Uh, check that out. I highly recommend everyone. It's just it's very informative, but. Uh, that mind-body connection. I mean, he is speaking to it. Like, so not only we know we're mentally affected mm-hmm. by isolation and lack of close relational or relationships. Okay, but the physical side um, is astounding. And I think he, references, he referenced it there. And I know I've seen it other places, but just like, I think he did, that... If you're socially isolated or like close friendships, relationships, that it that is worse than um, harder on your body than, you know, smoking a pack of cigarettes a day, high blood pressure, obesity. I mean, like, it's really astounding. So it's like, it just leaves me with thinking that friendships is not an elective. No, I, I agree with that. I think it. It has to happen. I think you have to develop it. And I think it can look a lot of different ways. And I think that is one of the things that I guess I wanted to bring up was online friendships. Um, I think that that's kind of um, unusual, but I have definitely had friends and friend groups that I have met online through common interests that have become very important people in my life. Okay. Well, I would love to hear how you've done that because I, I have never had that. And how did that, how did you get there? So one of them was, and I guess it's all around reading, um, because that's an introverted hobby. All of my hobbies are very introverted hobbies. Like you don't get together and I'll read a book. Um, that would have to be very intentional. We're going to have a reading retreat that does happen, by the way. Um, what do you like? You just all bring your retreat. books. We're going to go and hang out at this cabin and we're going to read and eat and drink wine and talk and read our books. Really? Yes. People do that? Yes, I want to do that. Yes, I think well, it sounds like so much fun. Okay, would you have some, do you read the same book? Or no, different? you could read you different should... books. Yeah. It's just oh, like we all enjoy this hobby and we're just going to get together and hang out and read. Ooh, I like that idea. Well, I mean, for someone who's, yeah, I mean, like with me, like I said, most of my hobbies are very introverted, which that's hard. Not too, so, you know, like my husband has hobbies that are more, more around people, which is funny because he's more of an introvert than I am, but his hobbies involve people. Mm-hmm. And so there's been social opportunities there. Um, but the first group that I met, the first two women I met, I went to a reading, a, a signing um, of um, an author I really wanted to see. And this girl posted on Facebook, hey, I'm here from this group. And I was in the same group. And she's like, if anybody is here, come over and meet me. This is my picture. And she took a selfie and posted it on there. So I went and I met her and she goes, look, I'm an introvert. And I'm pretending to be an extrovert today. And I mean, she really put herself out there. And so we became like friends. But she lives in North Carolina. So like we were we talk online all the time. We've met one time and then we added someone else to that group through this same reading group. And we talk we talked for quite some time every day um, throughout the day um, about all kinds of things. It became a very good friendship. And then the most recent one um, was a guy on TikTok started a book club and it's on a Discord server, which just think old school chat room. Okay. And a lot of our kids use them for gaming, um, but it's like a chat room, basically. And we have a book we read every month and talk about and all that. So that's been really interesting, kind of some challenging books to read. But that has contributed to people breaking into smaller groups of people that they get along with or they talk to, you know, daily about their stuff. And so I think that can be um, a way to develop friendships and meet that need that is a little bit more unusual than just, hey, you know, I see you every day. I love that. And that, once again, that's what's really good about, yeah, online and social media. But I think instead of just like scrolling, 
Okay, actually reach out to someone. And I do feel like that, yeah, that sounds like that could be fulfilling in a way. I recommend that a lot to people that feel like they don't fit in with any group. Where they're at. Yeah. Yeah. So like, and I hear that. And like, I've teased that I want to have like a get together at, at the pavilion here in town and like have all these different groups and introverts unite, you know, because it's like if you have more introverted hobbies, it's very hard to meet other people. Um, so, but you're not the only one. Okay. You're not the only one. If you're lonely, you're not the only one that has, like you said, the introverted hobby, maybe not enough people time, because even introverts still need connection. Connection. And I think that's a misperception. It is a mis... What they need, they want connection, maybe less connection, and they have to recover by being alone or doing quieter hobbies. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, there, there's still that need for connection. And I mean, like when that report is that only 39% of Americans actually feel a connection with other people, that's heartbreaking. That is heartbreaking. So, okay. So with keeping all these statistics in mind and what we know, it could, you know, lack of connection, lack, lack of, uh, friendships, um, and I really want to keep saying friendships because you can have a great intimate relationship with a partner, uh, maybe with a sibling, with um, a parent. And those are great. The more, the better. But I do feel like friendships are unique. Yeah. And still needed. Definitely needed. I, I think we need that connection to to other women who understand some of what we're going through, have been there, are going there, you know, whatever. But I just, I feel like it's because we started first talking about women friendships. Um, and I just think that we need that desperately because we face life differently than guys do. We do. And mm, I hate to be, I might be too polarizing here, but I think that women are more relationship oriented sometimes than men are. Not all, but I do believe that a little bit. So I agree. And I think if you... If we all kind of just take a look at, um, maybe we might be less disheartened and fill out maybe struggle, maybe as much with possibly. I mean, these are, yes, these are very broad, but um, not leaning on the partner to once again fulfill all those things. Go find what you need. Is that not what we're kind of just saying? Yeah. Yeah. And do. Be open about it and look for it in different ways. Yeah, get and create, create it. it. Get creative. Yeah, that's what I mean, like if, if you don't have it, come up with a way to create it. Right. Um, if you're sitting at home, let me say this. I've heard this. I've heard this from teens I work with. I've heard it from just of all ages. It, it's just easier just to go home and get in my comfortable pants and scroll your phone. Mm-hmm. Now, I'll say this. There's nothing wrong with any of that. But if that is your only connection to people, that does not, that's not enough. No, it's not. It's, it's not enough. And I have, I've really heard teens say that a lot, which is to me is very concerning because like we know those are the ones should be like roaming or, you know, connect. Usually you have more connection when you're younger. So it's really important for us as adults to have it ourselves and model that yeah. for our younger generations. Yeah. Don't you agree? Yeah, I agree. I agree. And letting them know how important it is as well. But I also would bring up, Monica, that that I agree with what you're saying, that they need connection. But I think it might look different I for this generation. I do agree with that. I agree with that. And and to say, like, it's really easy for older people, <laughs> I guess, for older, be like, oh, they need to get off those phones and they need to get off the games or whatever. Um when we know that's more, like you said, introverted hobbies. Okay, I have an introverted child. And I do realize they need more of that. Okay, but it does not need to be the only It doesn't one, need to be the only. The but if they're playing the game mm-hmm. with a group of people mm-hmm. that they play the game with every night and they start talking about all the other things, because that's how friendships develop, yes. right? Yes, yes. Um, 
I'm not looking down on that so much. Do yeah. I still think they need to get out? Do I still think they need to be in interact- Sure, absolutely, 100%. I just think that this is a different time, a different generation. It is. And we, it's, it's like we have this weird belief that everybody underneath us is going to do it the exact same way we did. And and, and it's not. And we're not, it's not, no. And, and to devalue it. So like, okay, going back to your reading retreat. So mm-hmm. maybe it's a gaming retreat. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a gaming day. Maybe it's, you know, just opening a thing as... Parents, I think it's such a concern for parents, and and it can be concerning, and there do need to be boundaries around that. Right, I know? agree. So, like Northeast Alabama Community College developed a gaming room, and I was like, that is brilliant, and I desperately want someone in downtown Fort Payne to open up a gaming room where kids could come together, play video games, but be in the same room with one another, have board games in the back, whatever, but still have that in person interaction while they're doing it more okay well look let's that just takes us back to old or i mean old school arcade why did why why did that exist <laughs> that's really what no that's you're right that is an old that's what i'm looking for but completely. you don't see it anymore no you don't and, and i mean like we did hang out at the arcade or i yeah. did um so look some like someone please open an arcade please in this game i mean really but it needs to be an arcade that younger kids are interested in like they're not yeah, gonna play like donkey kong <laughs> i mean you know not our idea but um you know a gaming center i think would be a great way to meet people um but and i wonder i wonder how that's gone at northeast because i really don't know anything about it i that's just thought it was a really cool idea that they did that um, but I do, you know, I wish for more opportunities. I've, I've thought recently, the first place I met people in Fort Payne was through a knitting and crochet club. Um, and I met four other women and we became friends, still friends on Facebook because I've moved. Um, and um, we got together and knit crochet and talked about our lives. So, you know, you, you got to make it happen, though. OK, so, yeah, just. Final thoughts on how do we leave in a hopeful mental state about all this? Because, yes, we we do know that it's an issue. Okay. Connection is an issue for a lot of people. And what would be just, I guess, our final thoughts on where do you start? If you don't have it, don't have enough of it, what what do we, what's, where do you start? I mean, I think, I, I think developing it which mm-hmm. i think is really hard for some people but uh-huh. developing it um and also putting yourself out there i mean I, I think it does just take you putting yourself out there and um possibly risking rejection and knowing that's okay because that's not my person yes and then not to say okay uh, forget I, it forget it i'm not doing that again but be willing to try again being willing to try it because you will find you just got to keep you got to keep going and, and also, just like one time with someone doesn't make, it's not an automatic deep friendship, but it could grow. And just could. keep that in mind, too. And look for unusual opportunities. I mean, go to the thing, you know? I mean, like, I've tried on some hats that have not fit, but I went to the thing, you know? I, I've tried the thing. Um, so. Instead of saying, oh, I hate being around a ton of people. Because even though that's not really my preferred. God, it's so uncomfortable at but, first. But I will say sometimes I leave like, oh, man, I'm glad that I went yeah. because I met a really cool person. Yeah. You know, not just, I guess, having such fixed ideas of what I don't like. I mean, we do have preferences, but I think just the older we get and just we change and we grow. And if you just get stuck in this mentality of I don't do this, I could not ever be friends with that particular kind of person. Mm-hmm. Open your mind. Yeah, I think you're shutting down a lot of opportunities. And initiate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to take initiation and a purpose. Like, this is my purpose. This is what I'm going to do. Yeah. And setting time aside because yes, people don't do that. And so, like, we talked about maybe inviting the people along with the things that you have to get done that day. Yeah. So I think it's really good. And listen. So I have be left, creative. Be creative. Drop the shame that it's just you, that maybe that you don't, you're the only person that doesn't have friends or have enough friends. Um, I think personally, you know, you can just never have enough people that are feeding into your life. I don't feel like you can have a ton of close friendships, but just be open, initiate, show up for a friend, prioritize friendships, whoever those people are, if you have them, make them know, let them know they're valuable to you. And hopefully, you know, you're getting that as well. And it's never too late. 
Mm-mm. No, because life changes over time. So your friendships are going to change too. You just make it happen. Make it, make it happen. Daphne, this is great. I always have fun talking to you. I feel like you always have some good, good points to bring up and just the authenticity of it, of your, your own personal experience. And, you know, none of us ever have it all figured out. Gosh, no. Specifically when it comes to relationships. No, working on it. It's a work in progress. Always. Yes. Yes. Well, thanks for being here today. And thanks for inviting me. Until next time. Okay. Thank you for listening to Parts of Us Podcast. You can visit our website at partsofuspodcast.net or check us out on Instagram. We would love to hear from you, whether it be suggestions for the podcast, testimonials, sponsorship opportunities, or general feedback. Email us at monica at partsofuspodcast.com or reach out to us on our social media. This podcast represents the views and opinions of Monica Patton and her guests. Its content is presented for informational, educational, and entertainment purposes only and should not be taken as medical, psychological, or legal advice. Please contact a professional for specific questions. This content does not represent any place of work. While we make every effort to ensure that the information shared is accurate, comments, suggestions, or correction of errors are welcome.